Hello and welcome once again to the Moran Connolly Football Show, the podcast that gives you your fix, the NFL, with a little addition of Sequoia. Big shout out as always to the Gridiron family, of which we're proud to call ourselves a part. And my name is Tom Moore, talking nonsense since 1986. And joining me as always, it's the godfather of the family, it's Ollie Connolly. Ollie, how are you doing, my friend? Doing very well. Looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm going to go and, and drink a lot and eat a lot and have my first day off in something like nine months. So that's very exciting. Is that what you're going to be thankful for? I am going to be so thankful. I'm thankful that uh, Thanksgiving falls on the release date of the newest edition of the Gridiron magazine. Tom, I'm going to flash it to you now. A Ooh. lovely, lovely tribute. If you can see that there to Reservoir Dogs from our deputy editor, Craig Llewellyn, and an edition all about the tight end, which I like to think of as being the people's position is how I always like to think of it. It's like the the one for the people's. Oh, okay. And I always love it when you flash me, Ollie. So a little bit of flashing of the magazine, it definitely doesn't go amiss. Uh, on today's show, we're going to hit you up, as always, with the NFL headlines. And these are the future headlines, the headlines of next week, what we think is going to be on the front pages based on what happens this weekend. And then we're going to get to the game show when we bring in our wonderful producer, Stereo Mike. And today, Ollie, it's The Wheel. And The Wheel is a show that I've never actually watched, my friend. No, and this happens uh, consistently for us where I've never seen ever, any of these shows and have no idea what the concept is. It's rare that we get into a situation where neither of us know the deal. I know, which is quite exciting. So we look forward to bringing in Mike there. If you've got any questions for us or thoughts as you go through the show and you listen in, please hit us up, mcfquestions at gmail.com. And you can, of course, find Ollie at Ollie Connolly and me at the underscore Tommy underscore more. But Ollie, as always, mm-hmm. before we get started, I've just been gathering thoughts this week. <laughs> that I wanted to share with you. You know, we can kind of go story time with Tom, but it's just, just general nonsense. The first one, right, is I nearly lost a parking ticket yesterday. Wow. I, I So there's a building near my work and you have to, the, 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 a parking complex and you park there. Anyway, I went to the toilet and just when I go out the building, I put it in one of my pockets. And obviously I've gone to the toilet and it come out. I got halfway down the street and I was like, oh shit, where is it? Anyway, so I went back in and luckily it was on the floor outside the cubicle where I had been. Now, I find this massive trolling on behalf of the car parking companies that then I went to the depository where, you you know, you pay your money and you get your ticket there. And I thought, what if I'd lost my ticket? What would I do? There is nothing on there. Default, Ollie, say I have lost my ticket, which I assume would end up with a, well, you just have to pay for a 24 hours or whatever. But they scan your bloody, you know, registration plate when you go in. So they know how long you've been in there. But don't you think that that's probably happened a million times and yet there's nothing default there? That just seems to me just to be them deliberately being awkward. Uh, well, doesn't it, it seem like a purposeful fault in the system? So you have to pay an extortion amount of money just to, to be given freedom again? I've not thought of it that way, but that probably is what it is. I mean, <laughs> the world is out to get me, my friend. <laughs> Always. I don't like it. And the second thing I want to get to is the World Cup has started, Ollie, and it's fantastic. It's been great. Spain won 7-0 today. England won 6-2. You know, goals galore. I'm not I'm not going to say it's coming home because I want to see how we do against the USA and Wales. Um, if we take nine points from the group, then I'll start to get excited, particularly because of all the injuries France have got. But can I just raise a question about America as a, as a country in general? Because right. I really struggle with this. So I'm sat down watching the last 15 minutes of Wales against the USA. Um, Team America, uh, world police of football, so to speak. <laughs> now, we all know that America loves a random name, okay? Mm-hmm. We see it in the NFL, Debrickashaw. I mean, yeah. what's that? 
fine, go for it. But now they've crossed the line, Ollie. They've crossed Please. the line as a nation. In America, I need you to explain yourselves and defend yourselves. MCFquestions at gmail.com. There's a player on Team USA called Kelly Acosta. Yeah. Now, how do you think Kelly's spelt? Is it not with the, the, the two L's and the Y, the classic? Well, it's so it's not K-E-L-L-Y, okay, mm-hmm. first of all. Now, what could be an alternative spelling of Kelly? You could have an IE situation, can you? Is that how Kelly's work? No, and now I'm starting to think maybe it's not Kelly and it's Kellen because it's Kelly with an N on the end. What is that, Ollie? Is that a name? That can't be the name. It has to be Kellen, right? It must be Kellen. I must. I think. I think this whole segment <laughs> has been unnecessary. I've just looked at it. It, it written down, and it says Kel. And it's Kellen. I thought they just misspelled Kelly. <laughs> you thought it's you added a random N on yeah. the end of someone's Kelly name. N. I was like, "What's going on? Oh my god! This is actually. You've got to keep this in because this is actually quite funny. But is that not an indictment of the nation, the nation itself, in terms it of the names like they come an up with? Indictment of you and your your oh, ability. <laughs> Kellen. Kellen. That makes perfect sense. I thought it was like Kelly N. Full name Kellen. It's like, you know, places in Africa that start with a B with an M on the start. Mm-hmm. Or pneumonia with the P. What's that all about? Right. Seriously, before we move on to the story, then, Ollie, MVP voting system. The voting system has changed. Uh, it's going to change this year. Um, but I, I, in terms of it's a one to five ranking, but of course it's still done by the Associated Press. And I was just thinking, what's the equivalent in other sports, Ollie? Because the other big global sport is... Soccer, yeah, right. Well, the big global sport is soccer, and I think, well, what's the award? We have players, player of the year, and stuff like that, and you do have press awards, but they're not the same. But the big one is the Ballon d'Or in soccer, right? Um, and it just struck me that it's really interesting that in the Ballon d'Or, you get a a big mix you get players, you get coaches, and you get press, right? Mm -hmm. How does it work with the MVP voting, though? It's just the Associated Press, isn't it? Yeah, they've changed this consistently, though, because they used to include the PFWA as well, which was, again, just writers. I had a vote in that one, um, and that had all kinds of legislation with it where you couldn't do certain things like gamble. Um, so I don't know if they feel the need to change it now because gambling is more prevalent. I'm not quite sure what they've done with it. And aren't they taking a lot of this stuff in-house, too? They've kind of tried to remove any kind of third-party stuff, and they just kind of do it themselves a lot of the time, don't they? So, so I'm not sure. I agree with you. It, if they're going to go through the rigmarole of doing this uh, this fake, let's get some content in the off-season, top 100 players voted for by the players list, why, didn't, why is that number one player, not just the MVP of the league? It doesn't make any sense that they would just leave it up to the press, because the players always say, well, if you've never played the game, and that's the comment in every single sport, well, yeah. you haven't played the game. They say about referees, about maybe some pundits that maybe have not played at a top level, not usually the case, but it is sometimes the case. But press, especially, that's the main criticism back in that direction. So how the hell is the biggest award in American football decided solely by the press. It doesn't seem to make any logical sense to me. It doesn't, but the only thing I would say is that usually the MVP is pretty obvious, I would say, year to year, particularly now when it's just a quarterback award. I do think, um, and Mike Parsons was making this point this week, that he doesn't like how it's just a quarterback award. I think they should change the definition to most outstanding player um, and remove the value element that is intrinsic to the question because there are, by definitions in the league, certain positions that are just more valuable than others. Um, and I think having it be most outstanding player 
would make it a bit more interesting. You would bring defensive players into it. I think Micah Parsons would be the, the, the best player in the league this season and then would be in a, a fair shout neck and neck with Patrick Mahomes to be the most outstanding player in football this year. I think Aaron Donald would have won it in that yeah. game. I get they've got defensive player of the year, but to build around it this kind of, as you're saying, Ballon d'Or feel, which... When we were growing up, it wasn't a big deal, by the way. When Michael Owen won it, I was at the game after he won it. He held up a little ball, and that was like kind of the end of the deal. We all clapped. <laughs> that was the end of it. Now it's like, you know, Neymar puts in his contract a $50 million bonus if I win the Ballon d'Or. It's like they become the be-all, end-all goal for these players to maybe win the Champions League, but win the Ballon d'Or is the big thing. If they want to try and build in that way, I'm with you, where you have a weighted system of coaches, players, and the press. I, I guess the only quibble with bringing players and coaches in is, is not necessarily even the bias angle, but we see this with in college football where they have the coaches poll, then they have obviously the press polls. Coaches aren't watching all the games. They just don't have the time. They're too focused on their team, mm. right? Same with the players. If you're playing on Sunday and you're watching tape for the next week, you're not watching what the Bengals are doing necessarily on third down if they're not on your schedule, whereas a lot the media at least should be in some capacity, obviously a lot of them don't. But I think a system where you split it 50, where you had 50 independent arbiters and then 25-25 between coaches and players too would give you a, a better feel. 100% Ollie. Anyway, look, good chat. Let's move on to the headlines. So headlines for next week, Ollie. I've only got a couple uh, and you've got three down here, which I'm excited to get to. But we've kind of got one big headline we've got to go for. And I'm going to call it whitewashed. Zach Wilson has been benched, Ollie. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean for the Jets this week? And what could we see? What could be the potential? Are we going to see something special um, without Zach Wilson? Are we going to see a change? Are we going to see this defense supported in some way by at least a competent offense? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's quite seismic, Ollie, because he was the number two overall pick, as we all know. I mean, I'm not going to you know lecture everyone. Everyone knows the, the background of Zach Wilson. But what does this mean, my friend? Well, I would like to point out that what it means is I nailed my uh, forward-looking headline last week. If you remember, I almost I, I couldn't I stumbled my way through the almost offensive Zach Wilson uh, premature headline last week, and now here we are, and Zach Wilson has been benched and benched not for the play necessarily, but the play has been terrible. And in fact, I did a deep dive podcast with John Ledyard a couple of weeks ago on all issues with Zach Wilson. So if you want really nitty gritty, nerdy schematic stuff, roll back on the feed a little bit. And there there's a, there's a deep dive podcast with John Ledyard and, and producer Mike can, can put it in the podcast description too. We did a 45 minute conversation on all that's gone wrong with, with Zach Wilson this season, but it seems to be all the personality stuff that weird league after the game that he's walking around like it's not his fault. Then when he was asked, mm. do, you, do, you, do you take any responsibility? Do you want to apologize to the defense of the podium? He was like, nope, <laughs> nothing to do with me. And it hurts him, frankly, to have that face. He looks like yeah. one of those people. He looks like an entitled guy. He looks smug as the proverbial. <laughs> and do, you know he, who else, do you know who else he looks like? He looks like Sam Curran, the English cricketer. But I'll move on from there. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, two smug fellas. Um, and that doesn't help. And quite clearly, there was, a, there was a locker room revolt. And I feel really bad for Robert Salah because they tried to give Zach Wilson the longest leash imaginable this year. He was awful last year. And he said, no matter what, he's our quarterback. We're going to do two years. And hopefully, if he's not good, it will be so good everywhere else that the veteran QBs in the rest league will be falling over themselves to say, we want to go play in New York. You know, Tom Brady's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Would he want to go and finish his career mm -hmm. in the biggest market in the country, sticking it to Bill Belichick up close and personal? Possibly, Ooh. maybe. Um, oh, Ollie, you just, oh, you just made me excited. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Lamar Jackson could be available in a trade this, this offseason. Now, does anyone want to go in a division with those Dolphins and, and Josh Allen? That's a question for another day. But he did everything to try and help 
Zach Wilson this year. And with those comments this week and those those reports from what has been going on in the locker room and around the facility, it came down to him picking his locker room or his quarterback, and one of them stinks, and the rest of the locker room is unbelievable. So we'll see Mike White. And Mike White has had flashes, right? But he's clearly not good enough to start at this level. And I'm a little bit confused why why they haven't said that when Joe Flacco's healthy, we'll go with Joe Flacco. I mean, they were winning games with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's been pretty competent, even though he's old and fossilized at this point. If Flacco was available, I'd be playing Joe Flacco because they have maybe the best defense in the NFL, if not one of the top three groups in the NFL, um, and tons of skill position talent too. And that's interesting as well. You talk about Brady, you talk about Lamar Jackson potentially going to to the Jets, but would the other two good teams in that division potentially stifle that idea? But perhaps now with the increased playoff field, that doesn't bother people as much. I mean, it's consideration to have, but um, yes, I'll be fascinated to see how this goes because yeah, I love watching that Jets defense play and it, I don't know, Jets are one of those kind of teams that I kind of want to like, I kind of like them and I kind of want to see them do well. And I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, there's a lovable underdog thing with them just getting, you know, pasted by the Patriots for 20 years. It's pretty grim, and they were fun. They were really fun when Rex was there, obviously. I just love Robert Sala. I love everything about his personality. I think he's a real genuine guy. I think he's really fun. I would like them to be good while he's there. Now they have this timeline incongruity. They have an incongruous timeline. I'm trying to figure out what the, what the correct way would be to say it, where everyone's going to point out, like I just did, oh, they've got all the skill position talent and Brees Hall will come back and Garrett Wilson. They've invested in the offensive line and they've got this amazing defense. Uh, you know, they'll just go and get the plug and play quarterback and drop it in there. And that would be nice and fun and true if, if we had not seen every single year defense is not stable run games are not stable the only thing in the league that is stable is a passing game and that is because you have a good quarterback and so they're just in this really really crappy spot now of having wasted this pick on zach wilson fortunately they've figured it out really really quickly and if they can't go and find a way to maneuver up in the draft to go and get one of the top guys next guy next time around because they probably won't be in that spot maybe they can throw absolutely everything at trying to get a lamar jackson who's available or trying to get tom brady and I'll say for those guys in terms of the division stuff, we just saw this with Russell Wilson, though he's been terrible in the AFC West. These guys think they're the best. Tom mm-hmm. Brady are running scared from the Miami Dolphins having one good year or Josh Allen. They think they can get in there and win those matchups, I think. So um, we'll see. We'll see. That's, I the Jets that's, that's professional athletes. They back themselves. That's why they end up being professional athletes. I have also just thought of the best headline if the Jets do start winning based on Robert Salah. You could go with, these are our salad days. Anyway, uh, we spent too long on that. Right, let's fire through the next headlines. Uh, my first one, Ollie, I'm, I'm kind of adjusting this on the fly. 500 is the new undefeated, comma, why does everybody suck? What is the deal? I, I, I was looking through the games, and there were so many teams with s- near similar identical records, Ollie. And, for example, I thought, I think the Raiders might beat the Seahawks. Again, uh, I, I I like the Raiders last week and we saw them saw them take the W. But what what is it about the league this year that there just seems to be this middle kind of mediocrity that just is permeating every team, apart there's, from the top and the bottom end? There's blandness everywhere, particularly I mean, we have one conference where you could say pretty much everyone but but three teams are blah, right? And mm-hmm. you look at some of the point differential stuff. You know, some of the best teams in a conference are plus 16, and then the worst teams like minus 33, those are those are finite, finite margins. In the AFC, it's a bit more, you can tell who the good teams are and the bad teams are. And we are at the point in the season now where, at least for me, I see a pretty clear split between the teams who are 
true, legit, A-plus contenders, elite of the elite. In the NFC, you'd have the Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners to me. And then you can talk yourselves into a narrative of the books finally becoming good, or maybe the Vikings, that was one bad week and could eventually be good. And I think similar in the AFC with, with the Dolphins, Chiefs, uh, and Bills as well. And I think the the Ravens and Bengals could puncture into that, that top three of the kind of elite of the elite. Let's compete for a Super Bowl class. But below that, there is just so much garbage and there's so much anyone can beat anyone. And I don't think there's a massive split between the bottom two or three teams like the Texans and the Steelers in the conference to the middle of the conference. But I do think there's a pretty wide goal from the okay-ish to good teams to the teams I think will be genuine contenders. I completely agree with you, Ollie. It's sad to see, but also as a Packers fan, it's starting to make me go, just, well, just tank and let's get somebody decent in the draft. Uh, Ollie, Ollie, you're... I know what it is. It's like, who cares? Like when they beat the Cowboys, they woke up the next morning. I was a little bit off, for God's sake. Um, Ollie, give me your next one. Sleepless in Cincinnati. One of my favorite all time films, Sleepless in Cincinnati, where I somehow wake up in the bed with Carson Palmer. Uh, Ollie, what's going on here? Well, this game is in Tennessee, I guess. So technically, it should, maybe it should be Sleepless in Tennessee. It doesn't flow as well as Sleepless in Cincinnati, which almost sounds like the movie. Ah, if it was in Tennessee, I might wake up in the same bed as Justin Timberlake. Which would be nice. Mike Vrabel, too. I think Mike Vrabel's a handsome guy. What, one on each side? <laughs> Sounds like a painful evening. Ollie, carry on. Uh, I, I've i written really long this week about both the Titans and the Bengals, so I'm fascinated in this match. But I don't think people quite realize how well Joe Burrow is playing right now, and he is on, on the same level as Patrick Mahomes or anyone you want to go through, that true a, you know, A-star, MVP, carry team on his back level they have been out of their mind good now since about week four on offense the Bengals that they're second in the league in EPA per play with a lot of that without Jamar Chase right one of the best receivers in the league and he you know he Mm -hmm. doesn't carry Joe Burrow but he obviously amplifies the offense so they have just been out of their mind good and then meanwhile we've got this Titans defense where all of their kind of underlying figures suggest that they're doing stuff that is just massively unsustainable they don't get many negative plays on early downs which is how you build a good defense it's shocking if you go through who gets the most negative plays on first down it just so happens to be a list of all the best defenses in the nfl right that is where the game is decided essentially you're good on third down because you get a negative play on first down the outlier is the titans who are 17th in the league at creating a negative play on first down and yet have the best third down rate in the nfl so is that just the magic of their defense which we could go into more detail but i, I won't bore people too much or a little bit fluky a little bit lucky some really smart week to be coaching and at some point that will will fall apart and i think we'll we'll find out this weekend i'm backing cincinnati to win the game but i, w- I would not be completely stunned if, if the titans pulled another one out they're the nfl equivalent of in Shaun of the dead the film when they're uh, trying to be zombies and and you know the fat guy nick nick whatever his name is says well i'll do it on the i'll do it on the night you know leave it to the last minute and then he kind of goes and he goes yeah it's pretty good yeah yeah that's the that's their defense okay my next one ollie and my last one is uh this is bold are you ready here we go triple turkeys all the underdogs win on thanksgiving and it is really bold lions defeat the bills the giants defeat the cowboys and the Pats defeat those sheep in wolves clothing Vikings, <laughs> my friend. I will not let this go after I, I got one right last week with that. You did do, yeah. That's, that's bold, my friend, and uh, probably unrealistic, but I thought it'd be provocative. 
No, I, I, I that's a that'd be a really good three team parlay or accumulator, as we say in the UK, right? That'd be a fun one to do. You could tack on there Ollie versus his belt, you know, probably a massive underdog versus my belt going to mm-hmm. Smokehouse on Thanksgiving. Maybe I can pull Ooh. that one out in the clutch. I'm not so sure. I love it, mate. What's your go to at the at the Smokehouse? Uh, I usually just kind of roll my finger down the menu and just <laughs> i roll around in a vat of barbecue sauce i and then will jump. usually just say bring me like the seven or eight things that you consider that are the most ordered things that's kind of how i roll seven and eight main courses oh no no i i like to get lots of mini dishes when i eat out i like i prefer tabas to when I eat food so i like to get lots of little things basically the little is better when you're eating out is it Yes. Sorry. Hey, what's your next headline? Denvenitly need to fire him. Brilliant. (laughs) The Broncos slip against the Tanktastic Panthers, and the Walton family say it's really time to let Nathaniel don't know what he's doing hack it go. Yeah, it's about time, my friend. I mean, this is an overdue one, in my opinion. The Dancing Man, Hackett. I just refer to anyone as the Dancing Man if they don't know what they're doing. Um, it's, it's time for him to go, my friend. What? Who ever thought that was going to be a good idea? Well, th- quite clearly, the concept, as you'll be well aware from... Hang your- on, you've told me this before. He thought his mate Rogers was going to yeah. come with him. Yeah, and he didn't. And so he was up shit creek without genu- battle. I genuinely believe that they thought that would help with the, the franchise value, too. Um which was unnecessary because they sold for like 25 billion or something crazy. Anyway, I will point out here one of the great stats of the season, which just shows you how putrid Hackett has been with the offense and how putrid Russell Wilson has been. And Hackett, by the way, now he gave up the offense to Clint Kubiak, Gary Sun, and it was just as bad as it's been all the way through. The Broncos would be 9-1 and one this season if they averaged 18 points in regulation. Wow. 9 18 points and they could be 9-1. The defense has just been lights out dominant in basically every single game but one. And if they could just put up 18 points, which I feel like if you, if me and you had Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy and Albert O, we could kind of fake and Dulcich, we could kind of scheme our way to 18. Hey, you could, mate. I'd be Jeff Saturday out there with a <laughs> with a headset not actually connected to anything, going, yeah, way to go. Wait, way to hustle. Way to hustle. Where's my next biscuit? Seriously. I ordered that an hour ago. Anyway, yeah. I reckon you could you do a good job. It is ridiculous when you think about it with the talent on that. But mate, hey, let's put some burden on Russell Wilson, I think. He needs to take some of the flack here, surely. Yeah, and now he's locked into this five year contract that functions as a seven year contract. <laughs> I cannot imagine being a new owner as rich as they are. So rich they did not know the commissioner, as I always like to say. I can't Jesus. imagine being wealthy enough. You don't know who the commissioner of the NFL what is. What is happening an NFL franchise. And they probably said to them, hey, we're going to give Russell Wilson a $240 million contract. They were probably like, yeah, $240 million. Yeah, what, do you need my look under the sofa? Yeah, easy, cheap. And they may not have understood the salary cap fully. And now they're going to be tied to this guy for four years minimum. And I don't think it's going to get better as he ages. And I tell you what, the worst thing will be as well, it won't be how he performs on the field. It's just the fact they have to put up with the human being <laughs> in every media scenario, with every event. You know, there's, it'd just be painful. It you know, could be the first ownership group ever to eat like $200 million in dev money because they actually take a meeting with him in the offseason and just exactly. decide, yeah, fuck this. 
they just go, oh, thank God it's a game. But but we keep losing. Yeah, but he's 50 yards away over there and he's nowhere near me and he can't get near me. I'm delighted with it. Ollie, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Hey, quick one. Um, back to soccer. Man United, the Glazers, think they're going to sell it. Bit of a connection there. What What's your view on that? 30 seconds. Yeah, no, I've, I think that what's most interesting to me is Liverpool are also up for sale at the same time. And we're going to try and see like a true nineties to two thousands, you know, the, 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 what would be in American terms, the dynasties of the game or the, the most prominent franchise mm. football clubs in the country going up to fit sale at the same time. And you wonder which one is more viable. One probably has more of the, the global presence that people would look for. One has more of the infrastructure down in Liverpool now and redeveloping the stadium and having a better squad to compete right now. And is in the champions league. So that's a fun little wrinkle. I think one going up for sale publicly meant push the Glazers into saying they would go up for sale too. So it'd be fascinating to watch. Love it. Love it. Let's see how that one turns out. Let's fast forward now, Ollie, to the real good stuff where everyone tunes in. It's the game show. So, as it's the game show, it's my pleasure, as always, to bring in the man who completes the triumvirate that is this podcast. It is the Beanie Baby. It's Stereo Mike. Stereo Mike, please tell me you've started drinking because it, it's been a tough week. It's always You always work so hard, my friend. Are you drinking alcohol? Please tell me you are. I, I love how you're saying it's a tough week. It's Wednesday, but uh, yes, uh, <laughs> Slauncha. And uh, a, a big shout out to Guinness Nitro Search for the uh, no advertisement whatsoever pint. Uh, oh just no, if, if Guinness wants to send us crates of Guinness, was it Nitro? Oh, I, I would love one of them. I'm also a big fan of gin and tonics. Gin and if gin, the makers of gin, want to send me some more, the makers of tonic, yeah, please. Just reach all out. of them, all of the people that <laughs> make gin, fully make the gin. You know, there's some really nice botanical and rhubarb gins out there. I went to a house party in the summer. Well, I went to my next door neighbor's house. I managed to get through half a bottle of rhubarb gin. And they were like, you were hammered last night. And I was like, no, it wasn't that bad. And then they said, have you seen how much of the bottle you drank? And I was the only one drinking. I was like, oh. <laughs> there is a lovely company in Northern Ireland called Jawbox. And I will bring you some rhubarb Jawbox. Oh. And Ollie, uh nitro surge machine even though you can't get the pints over there but we can't but that's <laughs> that's a different discussion for a different podcast lads happy thanksgiving and um, three games on thursday this is cool this is nice think, yeah yeah uh Acosta, are you doing okay yeah all good oh my life i can't believe i'm such an idiot but i still maintain it's an indictment of, of america making up names that i thought someone had just stuck an n on the end of kelly okay um the, the, the funny thing is, and the people that are listening to this podcast, especially people in the UK or Ireland or whatever, a lot of people will have heard of this game show that we're going to do called The Wheel, which in the UK is hosted by Mike, Michael McIntyre. I'm going to explain it very quickly because these two young buckos here have not seen it. So um, basically, imagine like five or six celebrities around a wheel or a circle. And mm -hmm. they have their like topic of choice, their expertise topic. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of it is really, really strange like the topics uh, and then you've got three contestants and they sit under the stage and they randomly come up so you start with one person and then if they get a this question wrong they go down and then so basically whoever whoever's there at the end and gets it right is the winner celebrities basically. in in a circle people going up and down this is starting to sound like a seance rather than a quiz show <laughs> it's so good i, oh, I actually love it can i ask you a, a question when michael says to you uh celebrities what's Celebrity springs into your mind when you just hear the word celebrity. Did you did you form an image in your mind when he said celebrities? Not 
who comes to your mind? I, I, this is going to sound strange, but whenever anyone mentions someone being famous or just like that general uh, word in life, I always think of Ralph Fiennes. And I have no idea why. It is, is my go-to thought with fame. He said that. I was like, oh, yeah, so I'm picturing Ralph Fiennes. And then what happens next? But he's such a good actor. That's bizarre. It's not even like it's like a. I think of um, Olivia Atwood, who's been on I'm a Celebrity, or something. Like that. Do you know what I mean? It. That's. Oh, I think of Tom Hanks. What? I will give you a very quick example. There was a woman on it two weeks ago who needed to get a question right to win eighty-seven or ninety-six thousand pounds, and Ali McCoist was her person to help her. And oh. the topic was like farming. It's very good stuff. Oh, so, so oh. the celebrity actually helps. So it has to be. I mean, Ali McCoy to me is an A-lister. I love Ali McCoy, but it has love to be it. kind of a little, a little CD. People who are available on a Tuesday afternoon to go to Media City to tape. So Ralph Fiennes yeah. will not be available. <laughs> when you when you say Ali McCoy, I love Ali McCoy too. It just makes me think of Scottish football, whatever channel that was on when I was a kid. And the theme tune was "The Life of Riley" by the Lightning Seeds. <laughs> do 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 do. Etc. Mike, so essentially what we're saying is that in that show, you get a topic and you have to ask somebody random who's a celebrity that might know Jack about it, basically. The only difference is here, there's no celebrity. There's five topics and they're all NFL related, but they're quite relevant in some situations. Thanksgiving, for example. And the further we get in, the more obscure it is. Now, your boy forgot a coin to flip to see who was first. So somebody give me a number between... One and ten, and the closest person gets it. Tom, go. Four. No, Ollie. Three. Tom wins. It was six. <laughs> okay. Mike, look, Mike looks so happy with himself. <laughs> okay. The first topic, gentlemen, Tom, obviously, Tom, like, the funny thing is, Tom can get all five questions right, and Ollie's not even in this game, technically, so we'll see. Uh, okay. Okay, first topic, Tom, uh, or sorry, Callum Acosta, is Mexico. The NFL Mexico game took place on Monday night where George Kittle and the Niners had a day. Do you know who is the best selling jersey in Mexico in the Mexican NFL market so far this season? Is it A, George Kittle, B, Nick Bosa, C, Josh Allen, or D, Patrick Mahomes? Well, he's got to be a team close to Mexico, logically. So I'm not going to go for Josh Allen. Because that's not close to Mexico, if if you know your geography. Um, <laughs> uh, is it a 49ers player or is it a KC player? I suppose geographically, the 49ers are actually closer. Closer. Um, but then one guy is like the living Michael Jordan. That's kind of a, he's kind of a mm, national figure, isn't he? So it's kind of like what's closer, but Mahomes is Mahomes. So let's go for Mahomes. You know what's great? I thought I said to myself this morning, well, usually if somebody gets this wrong in the way you spin again and somebody else gets to go and then you go to a different topic. So I thought to myself, I'll make two questions per topic. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, Tom. Uh, fifth highest selling jersey is Nick Bosa. The fourth highest selling jersey is Mac Jones. The third is TJ Watt. The second is George Kittle. And the first is Wyoming's own Josh Allen. You wow. are me wow another, another national figure though to be fair josh allen what <laughs> bothers me more is how the hell did mac jones slip his way onto that <laughs> list that, that was confusing <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna ask you my if you had the top 10 list there because i saw that graphic go around in espn 
during the game. And there were some bizarre ones on there. Was there a kicker on there in the top 10? I can't remember. Maybe Mac Jones was the one that freaked me out so much. That That is, that has to be, the Patriots must be the biggest team in the country, even if they're, they're not close and they've just somehow sidled up to, or someone just got a job lot <laughs> and they were, they were throwing them out for a five for a piece. And if the kick is anyone other than Justin Tucker, what the hell is going on in the world? Anyway. <laughs> well, Cameron Dick. Leave, leave it with me. Uh, I, I will check the top 10. I only got Schefter's top five tweet. Now, I literally, for the sake of this game, need Oliver Conlon to get this next question right, or this topic's bust. So, <laughs> okay, Ollie, you're on the clock here. Who was the 49ers head coach of the year? They played the first game in Mexico in 2005. Was it A, Mike Singletary? Lovely guy, doesn't laugh. Mm. Uh, B, Mike Nolan? C, Steve Mariucci, or D, Dennis Erickson? Mooch? Well, Mooch, 05. Giovanni, they drafted Giovanni Kamazi in the year 2000, and I think Mooch got fired in 03, and it went from Mooch to Nolan. So I think it's Mike Nolan. Thank God. Yes. I didn't have another question. I'm so happy because I was like, what am I going to ask for the third question? (laughs) What Uh, stadium did they play in? Azteca, always, right? They just do all all cultural events take place at Azteca, right? Simple. I have to say, for somebody that done great Iron Eats the overnight, everything looked incredible. Uh, Big props out to my friend Jesus for the videos that were on Great Iron this week. Um, The second topic, and Ollie's uh, Ollie's here until he gets something wrong now, is butt jokes. The butt fumble is 10 years old this week. That's right, gentlemen and ladies. Ten Can I point out, by years. the way, I rewatched that this week multiple times. It kept showing up on the feed. The, the, we have advanced so well in terms of commentary on NFL games. I know it's still stale and super white, man. I get that. But if that was Romo now, they would do 45 minutes on it and he would be drawing on it and he would be laughing his head off. How, how like, they were like, let's not even mention it. As a, the, you know, they were actually analyzing it as a football play rather than the guy who ran his face into someone's butthole and dropped the ball. <laughs> it was hopefully brilliant. We, hopefully, we get a reincarnation of this on Thursday night in some shape or form. Um, yeah, so 10 years. Who was the head coach of the Jets 10 years ago when the memorable play took place? Was it A, Eric Mangini, B, Al Grow, C, Herman Edwards or D. Rex Ryan? D. Rex Ryan. Yes. Well done. The second backup Ryan question for... Back-to-back AFC title games with Mark Sanchez. Back-to-back. That is wild. It's impressive. Sanchez is surprisingly small in real life. Yeah. I've seen him in London. He's got tiny hands too, Mark Sanchez. Fun fact for the, for the listeners. Bit like me. Uh, okay, the third topic, and Ollie steams on here himself, is Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving. So if you're in the US or UK or wherever uh, and you're celebrating happy Thanksgiving, do buy the new edition of Gridiron, which popped into my postage box today. Love it. Um, the Thanksgiving games are later this evening in the UK and Ireland. They're obviously during the day in the States. Do you know, Oliver, who won the Fox Galloping Gobbler Award? In 2014, with what I would class now as an infamous moment, was it A, Eli Manning, B, LaShawn McCoy, C, Michael Vick, or D, Odell Beckham Jr.? Ooh, I reckon I know these. Galloping Gobbler. And you said Fox. Fox. 100% Fox Galloping Gobbler Award in 2014. It's an NFC game then, if it's Fox. 
my instinct says Odell Beckham, but then I think would Mike do D twice in a row? Because I know Mike. <laughs> so the double D. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he would do that back to back. So I'm going to go with Eli Manning. Um no, it's not Eli Manning. Um there was that play at the very, very end when the Eagles beat the Giants. Do you remember the walk-off touchdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. With LeSean. LeSean uh, McCoy won the award. Uh, and now we're in the same position where I have one more question here, Tom, and you need to get this right. You expect <laughs> it on already. <laughs> but I, I've got... I've, I'll think of a backup question while we're here. Is that, this is great, 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 That's great the confidence you have in me, shit. What's my backup question? <laughs> i got to go... i got to think of one pretty bloody quickly. This question was me thinking, right, if we start with Tom, and he doesn't get that, he doesn't get that right. This is for Ollie because he he might get this. This is a bad question. I'll give it a go. Fox renamed the trophy in 2016, and I've actually renamed it twice since. Do you know what the award is now called? You've got four options, my friend. A, the Fox Silver Football. B, the Fox Golden Football. C, the Fox Bronze Football. Or D, the Fox Platinum Football. I am going to move on from this topic if we get this wrong. And if you get this wrong, Ollie just I goes mean, to the next topic. Whoever at Fox is doing marketing, that is the most milk toast horse imaginable. That I is will tell I you what it went from. It went from the Turkey Leg Award to the Galloping Gobbler Award to the Game Ball to the Championship Belt. And now it's called either the Silver Football, the Golden Football, the Bronze Football, or the Platinum Football. Oh, that is marketing shite. That. I thought they were doing, is it on a different network then that now they're having the, they're honouring Madden with a Madden player for the That'll game? ABC and ESPN, right? Right. Okay, fair enough. I'll go for the... Uh, they were, gold's too obvious, so I'll go for Platinum. There is nothing bigger than Platinum, right? Uh, wrong. It's Silver Football. It's the silver football. What a so, naff idea that is. Is that because it looks a little bit like the Lombardi? Mm, yeah, that would the, make sense, yeah. In the mm. prize. And it would make sense for me to have a third question there. So we're going to move on from Thanksgiving, but I will leave you with this fact, and Ollie can go next. Andy Dalton won it last year for the Bears. Ooh. The Bears. Andy Dalton played for the Bears, guys. Jesus, incredible. All right. uh, Oliver, topic four. So sorry about topic three, listeners, but we're on to topic four out of five here, defensive players. Uh, okay, who was the 2015 Defensive Player of the Year? Was it A, JJ Vaughn Miller? Was it B, Marcus Peters? Was it C, Aaron Donald? Or was it D, Demarcus Ware? I have got four backup questions here, so I feel very confident. Uh, 2015, Vaughn Miller. It was Marcus Peters, but I know why oh. you picked that. Um, I'm so Mr- strong again, aren't I? <laughs> here, great year. Best year ever. Uh, Tom, if, if you want to go with this one, uh, who was a 2016 NFL Defensive Player of the Year? Nick Bosa, Marshawn Lattimore, Joey Bosa, or Luke Keekley? Oh. Hmm. Hmm, that's tricky. I reckon it's too early for Lattimore. I reckon it's too late for Keekley. What were the other two? Nick or Joey Bosa? Ah, freaking hell. Which one's the older one? Joey. Joey Bosa. Yes. Yay! Logic works. Even (laughs) if you know nothing about anything, (laughs) apply logic. That's literally what the wheel is in one one pip. Okay, this is a fun last topic, boys. 
this is because I, I can go forever in this. Okay, Tom, this is yours to lose, my friend. Who was on so the hang front? on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So if I get this right, I win. What? Yeah. Oh, it's the wow. last. So like, it's it's whoever gets the last question right. Basically, that's, that's oh. cool. so. You, like, you basically could have got every question wrong and then come in at the end, but like, <laughs> that's it's just that's... it's good TV. It's good TV. Um, who and this topic is Madden covers Tom. Oh, Madden covers is the final topic. Tom, who was in the front of the Madden cover in 2019? Was it A. Thomas Joseph Edward Brady, B. Gronk. C, OBJ, or D, Antonio Brown? It's interesting because if you went back to between the years of 2004 and 2010, I think I'd have a really good chance. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady, I don't think Brady was on it for ages, and then it wasn't Brady on it when they did the <coughs> Legends one or what it was relatively recently. I can't remember. Um, Gronk, and what were the other two? OBJ or Antonio Brown? I, I'm I'm going to say Gronk smells right to me. I'm going to go with Gronk. It doesn't smell right at all. It's actually Antonio Brown. Can you no believe it? All he serves up at the end here. Uh, okay, Oliver, I, I know you're an avid Madden player. So much so that you got a code <laughs> and you didn't share it with me the day, the day before it was released. I'm joking. But uh, I, you seem to enjoy yourself on it. I, have you been playing it much since? Yeah, I played it that one time. I, was, I, had a, I had a delightful time, and that was my my yearly maddening done. It was a good. It was a. It was a good hour. Shout out to EA. Okay, who was in the front cover of Madden in 2012? Was it Peyton Hills, Calvin Johnson, AP, Adrian Peterson, or Richard Sherman? 2012. I. I know who I'd go for. 2012. I think that is. The Browns, Josh Cribbs year when they gave all the credit to the white guy running back. I think that's the Peyton Hillis year. Yeah, it is. You've won. It's Peyton Hills. Uh, And you win, Ollie, but I think that 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 one for me was because Peyton, it was such an egregious decision. So egregious. (laughs) <laughs> he slammed into the line of scrimmage for two yards a game, but was white and played in a uh, working class area. So they gave him Jeez. the Madden cover. That was the first some Madden more? I own. Have you got some more of these? That was a great. Yeah, um, I can, I can, I can go here. Okay, you were saying about you, you, you were very confident with the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like Tom, confident. Yeah. For for people on the podcast, Tom is wearing glasses. Your boy here is minus four and a half in the contact lenses. So give me a wee second as he's doing that. Okay, here. fair um, play. Okay. 2001, who was in the cover in 2001? Oh, Jesus. Vic. Oh. If you get any of these boys, I'm genuinely never coming on this podcast team because I'm never going to reach the heights that you boys have reached. 2001, a guy played for the Titans at the time. Oh, it was oh. um, it was uh, Young. No. McNabb. No. no. Eddie what? George. Oh, Eddie George. Get out. Eddie George. 2001. Uh, that's yeah. way before my time. You got any 2014s thrown in there? <laughs> hey, let's go go between. Have you got any between like 2004 and 2006 or like that age? <laughs> have you got how about, 2005? Okay. Because I remember. How about 2007? 2007. 2007. <laughs> Madden 07. Now what? I would go into the whole UK Ireland talk here and say I think 07 is when FIFA peaked. So if you use your memory of that, 
and think of the Madden cover that year as well. well 07, 07 was when I graduated university. Was it? Yeah. Wow. Um, what was I playing at that time? Who was... Who was mm. uh, Just the guy for the Seahawks. Oh, it's... Um, is it Sean Alexander? It is. Wow. Boom. Wow. Right, one more. I'll give it to Oliver. Uh... 20. Do you want to do you want to just pick a year, Ollie? And I'll it has to be later. Well, I could just pick the one I know where Brady and Mahomes are on the cover <laughs> if I wanted to. I know it has to be late any time onwards from 2011. Give okay. him 20, give him 2013. Go for it. 2013. JJ Watt? You have a team? Yeah. If I give you the team, you'll get it immediately. It's oh, the really? Lions. Oh, Calvin <laughs> Johnson. Mega troll. And then like, you, you almost forget though, lads. Like 2014, you had two covers because the Lions are two years in a row that you had Barry Sanders. I remember getting those games. AP had it as well. It's crazy how 10 years can change. And like, like I remember Adrian Peterson carried me in fantasy for years. But uh, I enjoyed this edition of The Wheel and uh, well done to Ollie who wins a copy of the Gridiron magazine. Wow, and it's uh, already over. here. Look at that. Look how good That's Michael different. is at his job. He already presented <laughs> the prize. He knew I was going to win this one. The Thanksgiving edition of Gridiron magazine. That's all tight ends edition, Tom. As I said, the people's position. Okay. He literally said it in, in, in the intro as well. Right. He, really? Uh, yeah. He did. You're like, but it's I love it. Position. Yeah. Well, you know I, wrote, what the, I wrote that in the intro, you say? Yeah, like you said it in the magazine, you were like, oh my God, my brain is mush. <laughs> look, in any, in any corporate presentation, Ollie, you say what you're going to say, you say it, and then you say it again. So you <laughs> definitely followed the right structure there, if you ask me, my friend. Uh, Mike, as always, thank you so much for joining us for another great show. We're going to get some more ideas from people for shows out there, the game shows that we want to do, mcfquestions at gmail.com. I want to revisit some of them as well, Ollie. I want to I, I want to play Whose Line Is It Anyway again. I want, to play te- I want to play Tenable again. Tenable was a great game. I would like to do a, a Christmas special, Mike. We can take this off air, where we do nothing but games for an hour. Um, it. it's like like a family game night so we do i would definitely want to do who line whose line is it anyway again that was epic um so yeah let's put together four games shows and we'll just come on and do a family game night christmas special i love and it we, we will record it. it on the 18th of december at three o'clock uh, best luck to you boys next week cheers <laughs> lads it's been good <laughs> okay well Thanks again for tuning in, everyone, and listening to the show. Please hit us up on Twitter. And, of course, if you've got some questions or thoughts, mcfquestions at gmail.com. But for now, we're going to call it here because I've got to go and eat some uh, fish fingers, I think. Ollie, it's goodbye from you. Goodbye. And it's goodbye. Goodbye.